heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Bears, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bears, part of the Locked On's podcast network. That's right. This is the Locked On Bears podcast, where our listeners get the best daily lockdown coverage of their favorite team, the Chicago Bears. I'm your host, Arthur Arkish, senior editor at Pro Football Weekly and NFC North correspondent for USA Today Sports Weekly. If you haven't done so already, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast. You can also download it Audio Boom, and in both places, we would love it if you left some feedback in the forms of likes, comments, and shares. All of that helps this podcast continue to gain traction, just like our partners do, including FanRag Sports, Today's Pigskin, and Today's FastBreak.com, and our newest partner, DraftBreakdown.com. After you've checked out all of my work at Pro Football Weekly and in USA Today Sports Weekly, and once again, after you have subscribed to the Locked On Bears podcast, in addition to Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson, Locked On Fantasy with Vinny Iyer, and our other publication in Chicago, Locked On Bulls with Sean Hyken and Cody Westerland for the NBA enthusiasts. None of those are to be missed, and uh, I think you will enjoy heading over there for those podcasts. And then, as I said, also checking out all of the great content on our partner sites. That is uh, what I needed to get out of the way. So let's have a little fun. It's Friday edition of the Lockdown Bears podcast. How are you doing? I hope all is well. Uh, before I give you my keys to a Bears victory, I do want to get you up to speed on Another lengthy injury report and uh, let you know who to expect and who not to expect on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. The three players, actually, excuse me, four players are listed as doubtful. Three of them are not surprising. Uh, Jay Cutler, who has not practiced in over a week with the thumb injury. Also, Jeremy Langford and Eddie Goldman, who continue to be sidelined with ankle injuries. The new one, and a bit surprising, is DeAndre Hall, the rookie cornerback, apparently turned an ankle late in the Thursday practice, and uh, it's bad enough that he is listed as doubtful, which, again, John Fox doesn't use unless these guys are not playing. So uh, it will be up to Jacoby Glenn and Bryce Callahan and Tracy Porter to shut down a, a dangerous Colts passing attack. As for the questionables, uh, the noteworthy ones are Eddie Royal, who did not practice all week with the calf injury. That's going to make it tough for him to play, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Charles Leno had an illness and did not practice Friday. Um, probably too early to worry, but uh, Mike Adams, the former second rounder of the Steelers, would be the contingency plan on Brian Hoyer's blindside Sunday. Uh, other questionables include Leonard Floyd, also has a calf injury, Kadeem Carey, with the hamstring, Alshon Jeffrey with the knee, Zach Miller with the ribs, Jonathan Bullard shoulder, Nick Kwiatkowski elbow, Danny Trefathan thumb, Willie Young knee and elbow, Sherrick McManus hamstring, and Tracy Porter knee. Josh Sitton also on there with the shoulder, but he was a full participant. Everyone except for Royal and Lin- Leno were all limited and, and probably all have a good chance to go Sunday. That is the rather long injury report. As for the Colts, I don't believe we have gotten theirs yet, but the two big ones to keep an eye on 
uh, will be their right guard, Denzel Good, and their right tackle, Joe Wrights, neither of whom were able to go yesterday. Matt Danley told us, the Locked On, Col- uh, Locked On Colts host, told us yesterday he expects the right side of that offensive line to return, uh, whether that gives the Bears any more difficulty getting after Andrew Luck. I kind of think it's the Bears giving themselves difficulty, but uh, we'll get into that here in a moment because as far as my keys to victory, uh, that has to be number one. So let's kind of just launch right in. Uh, The Bears aren't going to pull off an upset in Indianapolis Sunday if they don't sufficiently pressure Andrew Luck. Uh, I've said it on the podcast this week, Luck is on pace to be sacked 60 times this year. That would be a career high. He was dropped six times Sunday against a a previously disappointing Jacksonville pass rush, uh, another career high. So uh, the Bears need to smell blood in the water here, but you know we have already seen, I think, four instances of this. If you think about it, the Texans offensive line and the Cowboys offensive line were both down two starters. I know uh, Tyron Smith... Um, well, Tyron Smith didn't play, excuse me, in Dallas, but it was uh, Lyle Collins who was lost around the midway point of that game. Uh, the Bears didn't even hit Dak Prescott, uh, got very little pressure on Brock Osweiler. And then the other two situations, if you think about them failing to capitalize, it was uh, a rookie quarterback in Carson Wentz making his first ever road start. Bears got very little pressure on him. And uh, even in their best defensive performance of the season last week against the Lions and their kind of porous offensive line, uh, the Bears did very little pass rush-wise. So uh, I don't know who it is that steps up. If it's someone new, Jonathan Bullard looks like he's going to have a chance to go. He was active but didn't play last week. And, um, you know, the fact that he was limited with the shoulder, maybe he's going to have a chance uh, to participate and, and go up against guys like Jack Muhort at left guard and um, maybe Anthony Costanzo at left tackle a little bit. I don't know if it's a, a continuation of Akeem Hicks's uh, best day rushing the passer did have the big bull, uh, the big bull rush for a sack past Larry Warford and Travis Swanson, and uh, we just talked about the issues um, on the right side of the Colts offensive line, whether it's the starters or the rookies. So uh, maybe it's Akeem Hicks who finds a way to turn it up for a second week in a row. Um, Willie Young, perhaps. Uh, you know, I think Willie Young's absence, noticeable absence in two of the Bears' four games, really two and a half of the Bears' four games so far this season has been a big disappointment. I I like Willie a lot, um, but the bottom line is that he was the recipient of Ryan Pace's first contract extension. He is the guy who the Bears look to for, you know, primarily pass rush, but also a little bit of leadership. He's a veteran voice in that locker room, and um, uh, it's been disappointing to see Willie Young unable to step up as pretty much every other outside linebacker has been down at one point or another. So, uh, maybe Young finds a big day against Anthony Costanzo, the Colts' best blocker. Um, but again, I just I haven't seen enough reasons to to believe this. It's kind of one of those things I'll believe it when I see it. Much like Week One in Houston, I think Indianapolis's team speed is probably going to make Vic Fangio think long and hard about sending the dogs. Um, I think the Bears are going to have to rely on a little bit of coverage to make sure that guys like T.Y. Hilton and Philip Dorsett don't get on top of that secondary and uh, that means probably limiting the blitzing and Andrew Luck is so adept at at, at sensing where that pressure is coming from and uh, he's so terrific at at extending plays and avoiding sacks even if pressure is coming so uh, I don't know that that's going to be the answer but I do know if the Bears get in the backfield they need to close the deal on Luck Um, that is my key number one for this game pressure and close on Andrew Luck Uh, 
Before I give you my other two keys to a Bears victory, I just want to take one moment and familiarize you with our great sponsor, SeatGeek. Football's back, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, whatever you want to sit, whether that's the 50-yard line, the club seats, or the upper level. I had the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOBEARS. SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LOBEARS today. All right, I hope you will go check out SeatGeek for all your ticket buying needs, a a good site that I have used on numerous occasions. Let's get back to my other two keys to a Bears victory in Indianapolis Sunday. None of these are, uh, you know, rocket science, but they have to be achieved, I think, for the Bears to have a chance. So uh, my second key to a Bears victory is ride Jordan Howard until he cannot be ridden anymore. Uh, the beauty of the Bears' offensive game plan in Week 4, which they finally found a way to execute, was its designed intent, I think, to play keep away from a dangerous offense. Stafford and the Lions came in super hot, and the Bears, for the first time this season, won time of possession. They had a, a 33 minutes and 14 second possession. That's nearly seven minutes better than their previous high this season. The best way to cover up for an undermanned defense that's struggling to rush the passer and um, you know, they've been good, but struggling to, you know, make a bunch of game-changing plays, at least through the first three weeks, uh, the best way to cover that up, obviously, is, is literally to leave it on the sideline. And if the Bears can find a way to sustain drives and, and do just that, uh, I think it's going to take them a long way Sunday against a Colts run defense that, as Matt Danley told you yesterday, is... Okay, decent. I think that's been kind of a perennial problem, actually, for the Colts dating back to the Peyton Manning days. And uh, actually, I thought Matt had a really good nugget yesterday. I didn't have a chance to kind of counter after he said it because uh, uh, Matt was very dense in his content and uh, <laughs> and we took all the time we had allotted. But I thought Matt telling uh, telling you that the Colts struggle to uncover at the second level, the Colts linebackers, that is, Uh, could play right into the Bears' strengths. Obviously, that stretch zone scheme that Jordan Howard 
thrived in last week is all about getting blockers out to the second level once Jordan Howard has found his cutback lane. So uh, if guys like Kyle Long and Josh Sitton, I've seen Charles Leno do some good things at the second level, assuming he can play. Uh, If those guys can seal uh, linebackers, then Howard is going to be in line for a big day. And I think Jordan Howard's going to have another big day. I'll just throw that out there. So um, that's my second key to victory. The Bears need to possess the football. They need to get a serious lather on Jordan Howard and uh, see if they can't find him his way into the end zone for the first time Sunday. That kind of segues into my final key to victory. Actually, you know what? I'll give you two more. I'm ad-libbing here because I want to just mention uh, the Colts' passing game. I I mentioned the importance of covering Andrew Luck, but I didn't say so much about T.Y. Hilton and Philip Dorsett. I told you they're very speedy, and that may prevent the Bears from blitzing. Uh, But we just need to talk about the importance of the safeties having a good game, meaning Adrian Amos and Harold Jones-Corte, and those corners kind of continuing to play well uh, when we're talking, obviously, about Bryce Callahan. and, and Jacoby Glenn, if he gets a chance, actually, I assume it's going to be Bryce Callahan and Tracy Porter on the outside and Crevion LeBlanc in the, in the nickel, uh, and they're going to have to be good. The Colts have had a difficult time getting anyone established other than T.Y. Hilton. Uh, the Bears need to make sure that they're not the first defense that allows the Colts to do so. Uh, so just limiting big plays, I guess, would be another big key. Uh, you saw Dorsett get free on the 64-yarder. T.Y. Hilton, I believe, caught the... Uh, the other fourth quarter touchdown, and that was an explosive too, I think 24 yards or so. Uh, Bears have done a pretty solid job of limiting big plays, and uh, that's going to be huge Sunday. So uh, back to offense, though, for my final one. Um, it's all about just not missing opportunities. Everyone was so excited about Brian Hoyer's performance, about Dowell Loggins' game plan Sunday. Uh, I agree, there was a lot to be excited about, and then we need to take a step back and realized that they scored 17 points against one of the worst scoring defenses in football that had allowed 28, I believe, per game coming in. So uh, the Colts fit into that category too. They have been allowing a lot of points. It was 30 last week in London. And uh, uh, I don't know what the factor of the Colts being on short rest and jet lagged and this and that. I don't know if that's all overblown or if that is going to be, you know, a factor in this game, but I know that regardless of that, the Bears need to be on their P's and Q's and not missing any opportunities. Uh, It sounds easy, and I know I'm being vague, but it's just about being consistent. It's about executing. It's about not having bad penalties that have plagued them at times this season. Uh, It's going to be a loud crowd at Lucas Oil Stadium. The offensive line needs to to work together, certainly, and uh, not let the Colts' pass rush get going. Uh, Eric Walden has played well for them, and Robert Mathis... uh, Hasn't, but he is still a, a sleeping giant, a potential you know future Hall of Famer. You don't want to let him get well. So uh, when the Bears get in the red zone, they can't settle for three. I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of confidence right now in Connor Barth outside of Hallis Hall anyway, so don't leave it up to him. Uh, make sure when you're within striking distance, you turn it into six. That means a big game for Alshon Jeffrey. Um, that means, you know, particularly if Eddie Royal isn't out there, you know, Cameron Meredith, can he get involved? Zach Miller, can he get involved? Uh, it's going to be a, a collective effort needed. Um, although certainly that matchup between Alshon Jeffrey and Vontae Davis is one I will be looking at very closely, um, as a way for Brian Hoyer, who had so much success, you know, in large part with Kevin White and, and with Eddie Royal guys who may not be out there Sunday, uh, now the next challenge for Hoyer is to see if he can get some other guys worked into the script and, uh, to, like I said, put up more than 17 points. Hoyer's 
uh, had 17 points each of the past two weeks, and I don't think that's going to be enough to get this one done. So uh, that leads me to my prediction. Uh, if you couldn't tell from the way I'm kind of discussing these keys, I just think this is a tough spot for the Bears. At the end of the day, I think that the best player on the field, Andrew Luck, uh, is going to sense the desperation that his team is feeling. He is going to uh, understand how much uh, scrutiny is on Chuck Pagano and Ryan Grigson this week, and frankly, the players too. And uh, I just think we're going to see greatness, and I don't think Andrew Luck's going to let his team lose. So um, I don't think it's going to be a total disaster by the Bears. I mean, they let up, what, 31 in Dallas? I don't think it'll be that bad. Uh, final score I'm predicting for this game is 27 Colts, 22 Bears. So uh, the offense does get going. Jordan Howard does have a nice day. I think Brian Hoyer plays well, although I think that his interception list streak probably comes to an end. Um, but like I said, more than anything, I think it's Andrew Luck and the time he is afforded by this Bears pass rush that continues to be uninspired. And um, I think that's the difference, whether it's a big play to T.Y. Hilton, whether they get Dwayne Allen going at the tight end position. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who gets it going. And I can't do this whole preview without mentioning Frank Gore. Do not take for granted, even though this Bears run defense has been much, much better and obviously uh, should get another lift with Danny Trevathan returning this week. Uh, and Jarrell Freeman and all the juice he's going to have for this one. Don't you know? Don't look past Frank Gore. He has been a stud, uh, even at age 33, for the Colts, and and he will burn you if you let him. So uh, I don't think that's the reason that the Bears are going to lose. But I just I can't get this uh, this preview done without mentioning Frank Gore, one of the absolute toughest players of our generation. So. Uh, that's going to do it for the Friday edition of the Locked On Bears podcast. I hope you enjoyed the game Sunday. It figures to be a good one. It may not be two great teams, but I expect it to be very competitive. And uh, we'll see. We'll circle back here on Monday and, and break it all down as we always do. And uh, again, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for being with me on the Locked On Bears podcast. Can't wait to do it all over again Monday. Take care.